Hey there, this is the Jesus Drinks Coffee podcast, conversations about young adult discipleship. I'm your host, Rachel Yoshimura, and I am so happy and thrilled that you are here. This podcast is conversations with real people, real followers of Jesus about what it means to be a Christian today. And not just a Christian that intellectually believes that yes, God does exist and the Bible is true. But what does it mean to live out that faith in our everyday lives as we navigate the challenges of buying a car, (laughs) trying to afford um, college or wanting to move across the country? What does it look like to follow Jesus and manage my social media time or my romantic relationships? What does it mean to live like Jesus, to be a disciple of Jesus as I face my everyday problems and navigate my lives? If you're like me, it gets hard sometimes. And I need help. We're supposed to be doing life in community. And so I, in my own life, outside of this podcast, meet frequently with spiritual mentors, with people I look up to in the faith. I get to have conversations with friends that I just love deeply and admire their faith. And also, I get to share whatever I've learned (laughs) over the years with younger people as well as I disciple them and lead them in a spiritual mentorship role. And so I hope that these podcasts can be moments to capture these conversations about real life discipleship today as young people. And the title Jesus Drinks Coffee comes from a couple of different reasons. First of all, if you're like me, I ask a lot of people out to coffee, whether it's someone that I really look up to in the church or in different ministry circles, friends to catch up and just do life together, um, or younger people that I, I want to be checking in on and loving on. I often will shoot them a text and be like, okay, let's let's meet at the cafe down the street, or where do you want to go today for, for coffee? And I fully believe that when we gather in those moments, something beautiful happens, that we share life together and the presence of God shows up. I don't know about you, but I've been in conversations with people where it feels like, man, something that they say just resonates and brings me this deep level of comfort. And it feels like, man, those were more than just your words. It felt like God was speaking through you in that moment, that the Holy Spirit was giving you peace and comfort as you said those things. Or maybe you're on the other end, right? And you're giving a friend advice. And all of a sudden, this this analogy, this nugget of wisdom that you've never thought before just pops into your mind. And you're like, I'm smart, but I'm not that smart. Man, maybe that was God. And I fully believe that in Matthew 18, when Jesus says, for where two or three gather in my name, there I'm also with them. I believe that he makes good on that promise. Every time we drink coffee with our friends, catch up with a spiritual mentor, pour out to a younger high school student or someone earlier in their 20s than you. I think it's such a sweet promise that God gives us that where there is community, he shows up and he blesses and he works through those relationships. I also think that's really funny because Jesus drinks coffee. I think that's probably factually inaccurate. I'm pretty sure coffee wasn't invented until centuries later, but a secret, I don't drink coffee either. Which is ironic because I've probably had at least 100 coffee dates so far this year. And usually when people show up the first time, they're like, oh, do you want any coffee? And I have to tell them, I don't drink coffee. But if you're like me, you can grab a matcha, grab a tea, and pull up a seat as we enjoy these conversations together. Another part of this idea of Jesus being present with us, that God is present with us when we gather together, it's so powerful because... He invites us into this intimacy with him like never before. And what reminds me of this powerful truth is that in the Old Testament, when the Israelites 
were traveling throughout the wilderness, God told them to build this tabernacle, this tent that would be his dwelling place with them in the wilderness. And each section of the tabernacle had a different purpose and a different sort of metaphoric analogy of God, right? So there's a place to burn incense, a place to offer different types of animals and and plants, right? And each section had this purpose. And there was this one special, special place called the Holies of Holies. And it represented the white hot presence of God. And it had this thick veil separating the Holies of Holies from the rest of the sacred tabernacle. It was so holy, in fact, that not anybody could just go in. In fact, only the high priest, after extensive purification rituals, was allowed in to the white hot holies of holies with God. And some people even believe that these priests would have to have ropes tied around them. That way, if they went in and if something went wrong, they weren't pure, something happens, that if they die or something happens, they need a way to get them out without having to go in themselves. So that's why they would tie ropes around those priests. Isn't that crazy? That's crazy. And they they continued this idea of of tabernacle even as they became more established and civilized and started building temples, right? They still had this place that represented this white hot presence of God and this thick veil separating that as especially sacred and holy from the rest of that place. Fast forward a few hundred years and Jesus deals with this veil of separation. There's this one sentence in the crucifixion account that I used to just read over, but now it's one of the most powerful things when I read the crucifixion's accounts. It says as Jesus was hanging on the cross, being crucified, a painful death, as he was breathing his last breath, scripture says that the earth shook and the temple shook. And there's one line that says that veil was split in two. That veil of separation between God's white hot presence and the rest of us was split in two. That there's no more separation. And Jesus even specifies even more before this crucifixion moment. He says, I'm going to send my Holy Spirit. And that's why when scripture says that holy, the Holy Spirit dwells in our bodies, that our bodies are a temple of the Holy Spirit, that's because the white hot presence of God doesn't live in a tabernacle anymore, doesn't live in that veiled off holy of holy places in the temple, but instead, through the purification blood of Jesus, God's presence dwells in us in our bodies, in our souls, in our mind, in our hearts, and and all the parts that make us us, God dwells in us. And so as we have these conversations with friends, spiritual mentors, people that we're taking under our wings, I fully believe that God is present with us. The Holy Spirit in us probably just jumps, (laughs) probably just jumps with joy as the Spirit within us gets to connect with the with the spirit in others. And so I hope that in these conversations over the, the next few episodes that you get to hear those beautiful, inspiring moments where God dwells among us. We get to just be so thankful that that God would dwell in us and among us and bring us truth and comfort, healing and freedom and anything else under the sun that God has planned with us. So I'm so excited that you're here. This is the Jesus Drinks Coffee Podcast. Mm-hmm.